I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch World. Today we'll be talking about Kerblam, the latest episode of Doctor Who Series 11. John, what do you think about a automated universe run by an evil Amazon? <laughs> uh, I actually, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I, so far, I've actually enjoyed almost every episode, I think, of this season. It's been a fun season. And as particularly the last three have been really good when they've kind of gone these little solo trips. A uh, little, like, kind of... And they've all been fun. And this one, I think, obviously has a v- very topical uh, and timely uh, kind of thing going on. Um. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. I mean, like, a lot of the episodes definitely have some kind of a message or a commentary on society this one is very prescient yeah i I would agree and it's there are definitely some some common themes that have been popping up that are uh very relatable to what's going on now in this country politically um also you know in the business sector so particularly with amazon i know amazon's been in the news lately because they i guess selected their hq2 yeah um poor new york and you know amazon's kind of viewed as this kind of took over what walmart was walmart was this kind of like oh we're spreading everywhere we're just this giant corporation that's you know similar to the uh the company that was in um wally you know that owned everything and you know trashed everything yeah they really are so this was kind of a riff on that, which is in the form of Kerblam, which I thought was fun. I have to tell you, up until almost the very end, I really didn't know who was behind the mystery. I It was good that they did that one last twist on it because it seemed like it was just going to be the robot. The autom- automation is taking over the world or the universe, I guess, or the galaxy. And the do- the doctor and the companions have to stop it. But then they did one last trick and they and they kind of Scooby-Doo it in the sense that, you know, behind automation, there's going to be like a human probably going to, you know, <laughs> mess with it and use it, it for their needs. <laughs> this episode, more than any other that I can think of in Doctor Who, had the doctor not been there, had it taken place from the perspective of one of the workers, it would have been a Black Mirror episode exactly yeah that would right yeah basically because it it, i was watching i'm like this is essentially a black mirror episode of tv on doctor who right now and because of the lighthearted perspective of doctor who and their and the doctor's companions it suddenly wasn't uh terrifying but it was it, it was interesting to see not just the automation but also there was the fear of like ai uprising as well there's a lot of different themes in there um yeah i would agree then, with you with the the lightheartedness kind of paves over the fact that there's like human liquidation in this episode oh my god that was <laughs> i i really was so when Yaz survived the gentleman that she was working with in the warehouse which i could just only think about like the amazon warehouses and you hear about all these horror stories about amazon workers having to be so efficient that they can't ever stop and like that they're like peeing in bottles and stuff like that so that they it's insane the kind of stories that come out about this company and you know he's he stops for a moment to speak with yaz and the robot shows up 
and yeah. basically sentences this gentleman to death. And I was so worried and just hoping, like, okay, please let him be alive, let him be alive. And on Doctor Who, it's really a coin flip. Like, they will dispose of people. I mean, so far this season, when they need to, they will kill off people for the purposes of kind of yeah. setting up the stakes a bit. Yeah. The companions of the Doctor are generally safe, but even the people that the Doctor and the companions meet that seem like, okay, this person's, like, kind of, like, important. We're fostering a relationship with them. That doesn't mean they're safe. It's They're not, like, red shirts, right? Because no, they have, yeah. like, actual lines, and you get to know them. Yeah, and they you they kind of you make them care about them. Because I feel like the two people in this episode, that guy, I think Dave was his name, and then Kira later, like, you kind of yeah. care about them. And so when they die, you're just like, whoa, it's, like, a little more shocking. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the intro? The first thing that shocked me was, and they didn't make a big deal out of it, but um, when... The Kerblam delivery man just appears in the TARDIS. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to just teleport into a TARDIS. That does not seem okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting how, um, you know, it, it's very like alien. They get the distress signal kind of thing, uh, but in the form of this Amazon care package, basically. Um, well, that That reminded me of... You see this stuff happen with, like, Apple products all the time these days. Like, a few times a year, you'll see an Apple product or another electronic manufacturer, and someone will have written, like, a note on, like, toilet paper from one of these assembly factories in China and, like, stuffed it into the product, and someone opens it, and then it's, like, they've scrawled, like, a desperate message on Like, it's crazy how similar some of these things, they were just pulled out of real life. Yeah. So we should we should talk about the general plot. So it it opens up like you said, alien distress signal, and then they go to Kerbalam. I I like the name. Yeah, it's like a fun, and it's yeah. also fun, obviously a big metaphor for what happens at explosions. the end. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Because I assumed it was going to be about explosions. Then when the thing was named, like the the company was named Kerbalam, I'm like, oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was good. And then, um, you know, they kind of set up this sort of fun amazon sort of distribution center and the doctor basically convinces the sort of manager lady that they're psychic um, paper yeah she uses her psychic paper and scans the system to get the entry in because she's got to find out who sent the message so she needs to find out who's in distress and then they're given like these sort of this sort of uh ankle bracelets that give them i guess tax tasks or like their type of jobs they're gonna do um, also tracks them tracks yeah. their every move their every word uh, I liked in the when they were scanning. My one of my favorite lines was when Yaz is like, or the ladies explain, "Oh, we have a ten percent workforce, our he organic workforce. The rest of it's automated." And then she's like, "What's the morale like of the workforce?" <laughs> Yaz Ocasio Cortez over here. <laughs> yes, Yaz twenty twenty. Yeah. So she was. I, it was. This was definitely a a. Yaz episode almost as far as emotionally she kind of went through the most I think the most as far as Ryan and Grant Graham basically do their thing but they're kind of just they you don't really see a lot of depth to what happens to them but it seems like Yaz is the most affected because she interacts with Dave so well here's what I would say when it starts out and they meet because the, the next thing up really is they meet Kira yes and I like how the doctor's immediately saying something to her about 
oh, it's curious how this is a human job. And then we find out 10% of the workforce in this universe, in this galaxy, part of the galaxy, whatever, they are, like, saved for humans. Which, that is such a small number. Yeah. Um, And, like, it's a very interesting theme. It's really relevant overall, this idea of automation versus organic workforce. And, you know, the the ultimate, like, the sort of, I guess you call him the villain of the episode, but the antagonist of the episode, I think, does come from an interesting place in that, you know, fighting against this, like, sort of automation takeover. Because, you know, unless you start killing off people, it's like people are still going to be around. And if you automate all their work, they're not going to be able to work. And so it's, you know, it's the problem well, that that's society the thing, has to though. deal with. I saw a tweet once and it was something like, it's probably not even from a tweet. Someone probably got it from somewhere else. But it was like, if society collapses because suddenly we don't have to work anymore, like society really failed right yeah right like you should be able to build a society that doesn't need to work if ever if you're able to automate all work yeah no i mean it's <laughs> it's it's like that should be a gift to to society to allow people to do whatever they they need or want or like because you're able to automate everything else but here's the conundrum like sort of the philosophical i guess idea of it is like do humans have any other purpose other than to work? Because essentially that's been our entire existence from, well, you know, even, even if you go back to our primate ancestors, isn't hunting and eating that's considered work, you know? Yeah. But it's only work to survive. Like isn't working now to survive. Like I, right. But you wouldn't, would you say that, the job you do is the thing that you care about most in your life for a lot of people they would say no no not 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 you know it's important to you but that's also because you're doing you're doing work that you care about yeah and obviously that's not the same for everybody but right the, but the question is is like we've never really as a, as humans right we don't know what there is when you reach that point I, of where you don't that's have to so work. sad I mean, but that's I, so sad. I don't know if that's. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's sad or or not because. Well, I'm just saying it's sad to think that our society could crumble because of that. It's not that because, like, I don't think it'll crumble necessarily because nobody suddenly like doesn't know what to do and they can't work. It's because automation is going to. I'm I'm gonna start sounding like Charlie in the episode here, but. Um, <laughs> Like automation is basically going to begin to even more centralize wealth with the very few, because essentially those are people that control the, the the levers of the work, basically in the automation, are going to benefit from it more directly. And then everybody that well, right, but so. but my point was just saying like society should be able to change is the point. Clearly, it doesn't. I mean, and that's what this is about. That's what the whole story is about is is about the dangers of automation and. It, like yes the way society currently exists and what it could cause yeah and it's not that it's i think the point of the episode is not that it's not the dangers of automation don't come from the automation itself it comes from the people behind it 
Right. It comes from society. From either though, yeah. It comes from the structures of society. Yes. From those that either control the right. means of production or those who don't want to bring it, like tear it down. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that's the message yeah. of the morning. I'm just saying I completely agree it's, with that. <laughs> and I'm saying yeah. down with the 1%. <laughs> you know? Well, no, it's 10%. 10% of people get to work, John. No, but it's the 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 no, point I'm zero one. I'm making a joke. I want to throw making Jeff Bezos into the Hudson River. That's basically what I want. <laughs> um, only if we can put him in a Kerblam box that also fits Mark Zuckerberg. That's true. Um, fun. Uh, I guess we don't really have to go too much into like the you know nitty gritty of the details of the of the plot, but um, I I enjoyed Graham being the janitor for a bit. And yeah, Graham's really coming into his own. He's he's walking around tall and confident all episode. I love I love the part. So then after he's a janitor, he meets this guy Charlie, who ends up being the the villain. Um, and there's a part later when they have this kind of like outdoor picnic thing, you know, when they're outside. And that's when you get the whole like Kira Charlie love connection when she kind of spills her food. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I like I enjoyed that. Um, but then part where the doctor's like, okay, we need to figure out how. We need to start like really figuring out how to like solve this problem. And so she goes to Graham and it's like, Graham, you like find a layout of this of the whole place and figure out how to override the things. He's like, and his response is like, How the fuck am I gonna do that? <laughs> He's like, I'm a janitor. <laughs> and that was like the best response ever. <laughs> yeah. He might be currently now my favorite companion. Yeah, because because he's so like curmudgeon at times but also like but in a fun way <laughs> i really enjoyed ryan bringing back the whole uh coordination problem it, it like they've never really explained it but he clearly has some kind of difficulty performing physical actions he's unfamiliar with which i guess was that gun scene right when he shoots That's in true. the second episode yeah. of the series he's like played video games his whole life but then when he had to reload he'd never use that weapon he's like he didn't know what to do so like suddenly he's like fumbling like an idiot yeah no it's it's also an interesting aspect because generally you know the the male character usually is like has the physical attributes that they use to their advantage and it's interesting they gave him this sort of disability in the sense that it inhibits him from doing so. So then he has to rely more on other means. Yeah. Which is fun. I'm glad they also haven't forgotten that Yaz was an officer because she still seems very good at investigating, talking to people, uh, being like independent in these areas that can be more dangerous, uh, that she could be ill-equipped for. They haven't, like, oftentimes when you meet characters, it's like, their backstory doesn't necessarily always match <laughs> how they're written in the future. And it's like, oh, no, they clearly made her this officer of the law on purpose. And they've continued to write her as if she had that background. They haven't forgotten that that's who she was. She wasn't picked for that role because it's like, oh, well, she'll be a strong character. It's like, no, no, like they've kept it in mind, which is great. It's just like a nice touch. I'm happy when writers don't forget who the characters they're writing are. Yeah, and I think that they each one now has their own distinct style and voice. And, you know, I think the worry early on was that Yaz and Ryan would be too similar in maybe like who they are. But I think they found a nice balance between them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really enjoyed the them having to go through the conveyor belt and down through the whole sorting system. It reminded, you know, I would say like, that's like probably the worst looking of the, 
of the CG or like the special effects, but yeah, it, it still worked for me, and it reminded me a lot of like Monsters yeah. Inc. when they're kind of floating around through the doors and stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking about. I love that scene. <laughs> I thought that the robots themselves were great. Yes. Because it's very old school Doctor Who camp. In fact, all season I've told you, like, I've been impressed with how much CG and, like, the detail of a lot of the costumes. This is the first one I'm like, oh, that's just a dude with a plastic helmet on. Yeah, they do a good job, though, with it. I think they make it, you know, creepy enough and where you're like, you kind of forget that it's a man (laughs) with the plastic head on. (laughs) And then I love the, the, the manager woman. She, like, rips the head off of, like... Like two of them just with ease. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Yeah. One of the things I'll say is uh, a lot of the characters we're introduced to have great moments. I mean, the man who gets melted down and liquefied, he had the one of the best scenes with Yaz. I think their interactions together when you learn about his daughter and he takes a risk for her, which ultimately ends up in his untimely demise. I think that was the best, followed by stuff with Kira. But even even the two owners of the company, like the woman clearly like really cared, the head of the company, about the company and about the people that work there. But at the same time, she's like, well, it's too big for one person to handle. Yeah. Like, I can't actually keep track of all these things. But it was funny how offended she kept getting, being like, you seriously, like, just she, she kept yelling, like, stop saying it's me. I told you it's not me. <laughs> yeah, and I, she did come off like... I enjoyed her being this kind of manager person where, you know, generally like middle management, they care about their employees, but are often stuck within the bureaucracy of, you know, the system that they're in. So they're kind of having to ride, like tow the company line, but also care for their employees. Um, And I think that's her character played that pretty well of kind of showing that. And then I would say the weakest is the sort of sleazy executive guy wearing his pinstripe suit. Um, Reminded me almost of the, the you know the bad guy in Avatar. It's just like I'm corporate man. <laughs> yeah, but then when it turned out that that's not who he was, and he was just kind of being a, a jerk because he thought they were the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked that he was so concerned that he he hid it from his boss, and he was keeping paper notes because he knew it was the one thing the robots couldn't look into in case it was that i actually thought that was great because it wasn't actually him it was just like he was probably just untrusting of everyone at this point yeah yeah i just could have done without the pinstripe suit basically sure <laughs> uh i think i think it was just i think that was part of the misdirection on purpose was they wanted us yeah they really didn't want us to know what it was going to be they did a good job yeah, they, they did a good job with <laughs> Everybody, including like the, the casting of Charlie, because you kind of really endear to him. I front. did not expect him to be the bad guy. I was yeah. so bummed. And and his whole speech at the end, I think, was great. Um, yeah, yeah. When it first and, started, when everything took the turn, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cheesy." And then it they they stuck the landing on it. Yeah, and again, he you know he brought up the problem of it's like before it was fifty percent. Then it became forty-five, then thirty, now ten. It's like when's it going to be? You know, it's going to be seven. He's like, I got, I have to fight for us, like our people. You know, or else we're all going to be out of work. Yeah, it. The moment of realization between him, Yaz, Ryan, and Kira when they're on the other side of that room. 
You know, it's a little twisted that the AI sort of sacrificed Kira. Yes. That was sort of the one bad thing the AI did. <laughs> but when she goes to pop the bubble wrap because the doctor was like, well, what's the one thing they all have in common? At first I was like, oh, maybe there's just going to be like a happy ending. Like they're just giving everyone gifts. And then she goes to pop the bubble wrap and he starts yelling. And I'm like, oh, no, what's about to happen? And then she's just gone. It's just like in a blink. It was like a Avada Kedavra. It was just green light flash. And it, was, then... it was the green fire from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> just gone. Removed from yeah. this mortal earth. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an interesting plan that he basically was going to create a accident so monumental that Kerblam could not recover from it. And... You know, they blame it on the AI, which is really funny because I think over the course of how many years of science fiction in our entertainment, it's like we've come to distrust technology and AI so much. But at the same time, like we're also accepting it like it's like creeping into our lives. So, you know, constantly people are like, oh, I don't like, you know, technology, AI, like it's going to take over our lives. But then they're like, Alexa, play this thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. So someone's telling their Alexa to purchase and play the latest episode of Doctor Who. Somewhere out there, someone did that this week and then felt very strange about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's... Kerblam offers easy, fast, cheap service to get products you want. Yeah. But at a cost. Yep. You know? And the cost may not be seen now. It may be seen later. Yep. Probably much later. You know, it's just, I guess the question is, are people questioning enough about what Kerblam does? Should we allow Kerblam to open up a new office on the moon? You know, near us? I don't know. Did we pay too much for the bid? But they should keep a Kerblam style Uber because if people could just teleport around with one of those guys, that'd be dope. That would be very useful. Until you realize that your body liquefies and yeah, that you was crazy. suffer a painful you suffer a painful death before you materialize again. When they found mm-hmm. when they found the tar, the goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend was watching. She just goes, she goes, is that just like human tar? She's like, what? And Graham's like, they're all the responders. It's so twisted. I'll say this. The doctor did not put up a great fight for saving him. She told him, like, last, absolute last second possible that he's got to run away before he gets himself blown up. But he was so far away, there was no way he could get up to her to teleport out in time. Yeah, he would have to make, like, he would have to decide right away to do it. Yeah. There was no yeah. way. I was watching this. I'm like, mm, I don't think you could actually save him, Doc. It's like when Batman is like, I'm not going to like kill you because I don't kill people, but I'm going to basically put you in an impossible situation where you can't live. Right. <laughs> you know, so. But I didn't technically do it. Yes, I maintain my streak of no kill. Yeah, weird. The, the doctor does not kill. Right. Yeah, sure the doctor. In the, past. The, the doctor has killed many. <laughs> the doctor has killed many, but but I'm only when the, when the hand is forced. Yes, which in this case it was. Yes, the few to save many. And, and in theory, Charlie killed himself 
you know, he... That's true. The doctor just didn't he, save him. That's true. The doctor didn't save oh, but him. But I guess they did program oh, yeah. the robots to blow up themselves. Yeah, and... it's like the trolley problem. The doctor is like, okay, do I... <laughs> Do I move the trolley away from the million people that are going to get blown up, or do I blow up the person who sent the trolley to the million people? I'm okay with that moral kind of answer as far as blowing up the one person. Yeah, I don't think the doctor's going to have any trouble sleeping at night. No, clearly by the uh, tag of the episode, she was fine. Yeah. And, and Graham almost blew everyone up <laughs> at the end there. What I don't understand is why were they tarring everyone? I think it was. I think that's what you, the result of the explosion does. It liquefies you. Oh, uh, so Charlie was test. He needed to test it on fellow employees to got make it, sure got it. that the the kerblam explosion worked. That's twisted, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, he put a little more thought to it than the um, the recent bomber. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to just blow them up. I want them to be dematerialized. I want them to to be a puddle of goop. Maybe it's better that way. Maybe it's like less painful. Maybe. Maybe it's way worse, John. I don't think so. I think like if you if your brain de- dematerializes, you like instantly you can't feel anything. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. I mean, if if I'm gonna die, I die in in a way that does not allow me to like live for seconds to minutes afterwards. Mm. You know, and then I have to like deal with the realization that I'm dying. That's fair. You know, I just want to like Thanos. I'm just gonna upload my brain into a computer and live forever instead. That's true. I think we're all gonna be in a server box floating through space. Yeah, we're all gonna be on an Amazon web server. A giant Alexa. Yeah, a giant kerblam. Um, John, I'm going to give my recommendation, unless you have anything else that you want to mention about this episode. No, just another great one. How many are we? How far there are we? three episodes left? left. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what else they do. All right. So this recommendation, again, I'm pairing old or episodes, prior doctors to this episode. The one I'm going to pair is from the 10th Doctor, so the one prior to this one. And the name of the episode is Smile. Reminds me of Walmart. Yeah, uh, they actually have big yellow smiley faces. They're little robots. The Doctor appears in this place where there are little AI robots running everything. And uh, conspicuously, there are no humans. Mm. one wonders what happened to them all uh and there is a thematically there are some similarities which is why i would suggest that one john if people would like to keep up with you on this fine turkey day what do they do uh you can follow me on the social at johnny b good in la search for that also um we have an extra episode of watch world this week or released around this time, uh, we both watched the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, that the, that went up before this one, so that's yeah. So you can listen to that, get some extra content. Uh, also, you know the Zeitgeist podcast as well as Wishboning. So, and uh, John Murphy writes. Uh, yeah, website johnmurphywrites dot com. Great, and I am at Christian underscore Humes. We got a new show, Ultimate Fictional Character. Please watch, check it out. Let us know what you think. Of course, 
get with us at hashtag watchworld or at zeitheist. And until next time, John, what is our quote? That's the problem with conspiracies. There's so much to think about.